Well, Curtin University and the Australian Red Cross Lifeblood are joining forces to develop a new faecal transplant capsule for Australian clinical trials. I've been having a chat to Dr Hani Selami, who's in the studio with me right now, project leader for Curtin Medical School and Curtin Health Innovation Research Institute. Great to see you, Hani. This is absolutely phenomenal. We were just saying, imagine 50 years ago thinking that this might be the case. Well, thank you for having me. And it is indeed um, a new drive for yeah. Curtin and WA. Well, it's going to be a big thing for Curtin, isn't it? Because this is the university around the world that's uh, come up with all this research. How many years have you been looking into going this way? Uh, for about 10 years now, I would say. So that's a long time. Mm. How long have you been involved with the project? The project is brand new. So we're just starting the partnership with the aim to progress it from um, one type of administration into the other. So it started with 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 a anal kind of administration colonoscopy, mm-hmm. and now we're aiming to go into oral delivery. Well, that's the, the absolute ultimate, isn't it? Considering prior to this happening, is the, is the pill available as yet? Capsule? No, not in Australia. It has been just approved by the FDA in the US. Yeah, and that's that's about it. Tell us about the research and and why have you gone this way? I mean, it's obviously the other way was colonoscopy and that sort of thing, was it? Yes. So the colonoscopy way has been going on for a while and the reason is because it's direct and one of the biggest challenges with giving bacteria uh, orally is that, first of all, we it's not just bacteria. Our feces contain lots of other things besides bacteria and some people think the big player in terms of the feces treating our gut is actually not the bacteria, but the ingredients the bacteria produce and secrete. It's a big debate. It's a good thing, gee. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so the colonoscopy way has been um, kind of almost established, but the oral way is very challenging because as as we evolved, our body um, is designed not to, not to eat bacteria, to kill it. And that's why we have high acidity in the stomach, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so you have very low numbers of bacteria in the stomach and it goes up and up as you go down the gut. The colonoscopy is effective, it's efficient and remember that we, you know, we're giving 50 grams if not more of, of these materials. So it's a quite good dose. Um, giving it directly through colonoscopy is more effective, it's more targeted because we have so, so far could not manage to come up with a capsule that's so specific that goes all the way to exactly where we want it to go That's to colonize yeah. the gut. Yeah, that does make a difference, doesn't it? Why has this method been used and what for in the past and the future? So this, the oral delivery is always the most efficient. It's the most um, convenient. Yeah, so patient compliance is high. And many people would refuse the other way because the surgeries can be quite invasive. Not everyone can have it. So it can be a bit of a problem. But what, what are you treating by having this method, this so so the treatment. idea of it is to fix a problem in the gut. That problem happens if you, for example, you have a, a severe antibiotic cause. With some people, they end up having very nasty infections in the gut, and nothing works. Ongoing, correct? Okay, and it has proven to be successful in most cases with colonoscopy. The majority in the part. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned here gastrointestinal diabetes and cancer. It, it, has that proven to be helpful? 
No, so uh, this is, that's what we're not the planning pill, to but do. the colonoscopy. Oh, that's the plan. Yes. Ah, right. Gee, that'd be great for people with cancers and even diabetes. So, what about the donors for this? The donors are our our superstars. They're the ones that dedicate their time and effort and energy to come to the Red Cross and donate their feces. The donation gets collected and they get screened thoroughly to ensure that um, they match, take all the boxes that are required for them to become donors. What, what are some of the criteria? Oh, um, we examine the blood feces contents, the, even the gene materials, the health overall, then they get surveyed. There's, there's a fair bit of a, it's a, it's a thorough process. Healthy donors. Specific healthy donors. Yeah. Lifestyle, diet. Everything. Everything. Genes, even. Okay, my goodness, that's quite a process, isn't it? it to, is. to, and the DNA? Well, DNA plays a major role in your health as well. It does. So uh, it controls many aspects of your life, um, more than what we think, actually. Yeah. So, um, so everything gets screened, and, and, and we tend to be quite, well, it's not me, as a, a Red Cross, they, they tend to be very thorough with the screening process. And then they store it, and then that gets provided to hospitals. So at the moment, the colonoscopy is done by a specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, not anyone can do it. And it's, an, it's kind of almost an invasive process. Yeah, of course. So, um, so when the donors get ticked as eligible and their feces collected and stored, frozen, then they get passed into the hospitals where they get administered through colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, the research that we just started... Um, or starting is to transform that into creating a platform so these fecal matters can be put in capsules and these capsules can be taken orally under the supervision of a medical staff. Under supervision. So people wouldn't be able to get it prescribed by a doctor sort of thing? Not yet. And no. have it, no, okay, that's fine. But down the track, that might well be the case? Eventually. Yes. I, I won't push you ahead. <laughs> Take your time, okay? <laughs> now, you've just returned from Europe, haven't you? Yes. Are they connected with this research? Yes, in a way. So my role in multiple projects, I'm a pharmacist by trade, did a doctorate in how drugs get taken in the body, I'd, and I do teach in the medical school and do research in the medical school and Curtin Health Innovation Research Institute. So, so these projects are all connected in a way that um, my role here is, is how treatments get delivered. Could be a drug, could be a gene, could be microbiome, fecal matters, yeah. whatever it is, that's, that's where I come from. So we're looking at people being helped if they're diagnosed with a few of these areas that you've mentioned. Have you been doing any tests at all? The, the capsule hasn't been put together yet, is that the case? No, so the capsule, we have some samples we, we collected, right. but, um, but the actual work, so I'm employing a few people to help me out with that as well in my team, um, with the idea of it is to, to, to establish a, a research and development place at Curtin yeah. and then move that technology when it's developed into inside the Red Cross facility. Yeah. Where it's, it gets but other universities, they're watching carefully, I, I imagine. Everyone is watching. Yeah, they're watching <laughs> you. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> and are they, are they having any input at all? The engagement is... So at the moment, um, we're just establishing the team. And when this is then established, many of the clinicians will be working on University of Western Australia, across the board in Melbourne, places like that. And that's part of my role, is to engage others in. Mm. So it's not just me doing all that, all, everything. Others, clinicians, gastroenterologists, those people who understand the area very well, then will have their say in it as well. And they will help you. 
Yes. A lot. But Curtin University and the work that you're doing and your team will have to be acknowledged for starting the whole thing. Correct. How did you think of it being formed into a capsule? Well, that's the, that's the tricky question, and that's something that we will have to, um, to spend some time developing. It's the, it's the process, yeah. and the process has huge influence, or I, I believe it does have significant influence on the quality of the final product, because as as it may sound a bit gross, but as the poo comes out, as if we, you know we, we get rid of the, our poo, the minute it comes out, the there are changes happen to it because our gut does not have a lot of oxygen there or air. Okay, and a lot of these bacteria die quickly. Mm, so the faster, fast. exactly. So the faster we get it into a capsule and freeze it, the yeah. I was going to ask you if you freeze and then you put it into capsule. How long are we looking at, do you think, before we start to see this? It's a hard question. No, that's okay. Um, because in research, you know, we, we, we've the first to do something like that here, so it's, um, so, you know, trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> and where did you, who did you visit when you were overseas? Oh, we went into a few universities. So overseas, the pro- that project is supported by the European Union, and it's to do with, it aims for staff exchange and, and knowledge exchange. So I gave, I ended up giving presentations into multiple places. Um, about the capsule? About different types of different capsules things. that we, we deal with. Okay. Um, that's capsule. The other ones are more of a microchip that you put in your saliva that can detect diseases. So it's, it's really? all these different projects that we, we, we're working oh, on. Oh, we have to hear about more of them. <laughs> so just identify that one again. What would, what would that be for if that ever happens? A, a, a microchip. So, so basically for, for, the Euro- for the European project... Yes, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so that project is, is quite different than this project. There's yes, no microbiome or capsule swallowing. It's more of a of an implant that you insert in the gum, and the implant has got a, um, a circuit in it, and that circuit can send information into a computer with some assessment. Information about what? About health. Really? What? Detect some condition you may happen to have. Correct. So, so the idea of it is to be able to detect one protein, and that protein seems to be common in certain conditions. Really? So it actually inserted into the gum for a length of time for somebody that the doctors suspect may have a condition, yes. and they can identify that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, that is amazing. This is incredible. It really is. And a lot of people listening at the moment have probably been through colonoscopy and treatment for certain things. What have they... What has it been treated for currently with the colonoscopy? Is it just... So at the moment, the wildly... Infection? The, yeah. So, at the moment, the widely used application is, again, is something called Clostridium difficile or Clostdiff. And that's a nasty bacteria that colonizes your gut and it can be deadly. Really? You can, people uh, can die from it. What are the symptoms of that? Oh, just extreme illness, um, you, severe diarrhea. Oh, it's just okay. Bad, bad, yeah, it's, and it's poisonous as well. Goodness. So part of that, um, so the, the most effective way at the moment is to flush the gut okay. with healthy microbe, and those healthy microbe then take over the bad bug and kind of push it, push it out. Yeah, I get Because one of the things, so in, in humans, and I tell this to my students and they kind of, it grows out a bit but we have about one to one and a half kilo of feces in our gut all the time as adults that's how much fecal matters we have in our body so to to change that mm. it will take a lot of Wood. larger quantities and that's why probiotics through oral administration have been a problem 
because even if you select good bacteria, the efficiency of that bacteria to take over your whole entire gut mm. in a good way is quite low. So that sort of treatment takes a bit of time to empty somebody's stomach. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's not straightforward. Wow. So actually that is quite extreme, isn't it, for somebody to have those symptoms mm. and they'd know about it pretty quickly. Is it something that you can actually pick up if you travel or is it... It depends on lots of things, your health status, um, your food, your exposure to what. I mean, there the, are the multiple reasons that someone yeah. can get really sick. And, if and bad luck, basically, really? as well. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, what a world you live in. <laughs> My goodness, you don't look at things normally like us do. Wanting <laughs> everyone's healthy and unhealthy and what you can do about it. That's wonderful. Great area to be involved in, isn't it? So we look forward to you getting back there and working on it and uh, let people, when it does get closer, it'll probably take a while though, do you think? A couple of years maybe? I hope it'll be faster, but yeah. um, you never know. With, 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 with research questions, I've always tend to be very cautious about what, what yes. I, the promise I make. You can't. Don't be a politician. <laughs> don't promise things you can't fulfil. <laughs> Just very quickly, if you've got a donor and... D when you test what they have, does it apply to a certain illness that somebody might have? Do you correct? You, okay, so that would be that donor would be suitable for that patient, and that donor would okay be different. Again. And that's the aim of it. Is initially, now we just have got one screening tool that we go through. Yeah. Um, but as time progresses and. And as we divide, start to test it in different conditions, not just what we currently use, but other conditions, then the type of donors may have an impact. Do you need more donors? We always will come. I mean, I, I can't speak on behalf of Red Cross, but I'm pretty sure they okay. always... Because the reason is because, you know, you have so we have a good pool, but then you only can take so few. Yeah. So, okay. um... Very interesting. I never thought I'd be talking about this, really. <laughs> Highlight of my working life. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thanks coming. So much for I really me. appreciate it. Dr. Hani El Salami. I did I say that right? Yep. Salami, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was wonderful to speak to you. Intelligence is wonderful. Thank you very much. Radio.